this. He's the Saber Advisors Audio Experience. Hey, yo. Hey. What's going on? You know, man, you know, missed <laughs> you last night. I know, man. You guys threw down last night, it looks like. Listen, man, legends only. <laughs> How was that place? It looked, uh, looked solid. It's my spot, man. That's your go-to? You know, it's uh, some, you know, Mateo's. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Maddie, who who uh, who owns 388, you know, is is originally Mateo's, and uh, he's a good friend. So yeah, it's always nice. We missed you. I know. I wish, dude. I was. Oh, God. I, well, I mean, I did have a tour that went well. I did have, uh, you know, some some fatherly duties, which kind of carried me through. But definitely, dinner would have been. Uh, a better option for sure. Hey, listen, you know, responsibilities, my friend. We'll do it again for I sure. Know. So why do you uh, kick it off here? Let's do it. Hey, guys, welcome to uh, our weekly discussion of developing a personal brand in retail real estate. This is recorded. We are content creators, so that means this will be reused in probably every format you can imagine on multiple platforms. So if you don't want anybody to hear it, Maybe you just don't say it. Or maybe this is your moment and you want to say, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to say it. I'm just going to say what's on my mind. That would be awesome, too. So Yeah, we, we, <laughs> we encourage that. We yeah. highly encourage that here. Yeah, do it. This is the place to do it. So, um, yeah, that's it. Let's rock and roll. I'm actually driving in the car down to Brooklyn today, so if I have to mute myself every once in a while, just let me know. Nah, it's all good. So I uh, actually, it's funny. I just got off the phone with Russell, who is also in the car on his way to Brooklyn, and uh, we had a kids for kids outing in the process yesterday. He sounds like he's licking his wounds from uh, getting home late and having a long day. Nah, yeah, it did sound that way. And for some reason, the meeting had to be at ten thirty. Couldn't be at eleven, but now looks like it would have been good to be at eleven. But <laughs> we'll figure it out. We always do. Uh, so yeah, let, let's let's dive in here. I um, I think that you know, Kyle, to your point about you know just speaking what's on your mind. I feel like we're at a really exciting time for for you know the commercial real estate industry, where you know I think everybody's sick and tired of having to put on a facade or act a certain way. And, uh, and, you know, our little band of misfits, the CRE Digital Army is actually moving the needle quite a bit. Uh, I feel like I'm having more conversations now than ever about just, you know, being yourself and, and um, leaning into your superpowers and lining yourself up with like-minded folks that, you know, that, that want you to win and uh, just, just feels good. Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting, you know, so many people, that's the thing, right? Like they're, they want to be a part of the digital army, they're asking about it, and then they're looking for like, you know, maybe content creation strategies, when in reality, the content creation strategy is just to be yourself. And I think that's uh, ultimately what, what you got to tap into to, to stand out. I agree. I mean, actually, I, I kind of want to welcome some people to raise their hand and be part of this discussion because you know rather than you and I just kind of you know going on rants about how how much we can't stand so many of the traditional legacy things of of commercial real estate you know maybe it would be interesting to just kind of talk about you know how we see the industry you know just getting better overall because you know there's there's room for everybody and you know people are definitely i think more collaborative uh overall you know since the pandemic started i think that's you know i, I think that it's been happening you know gradually over time and and you know that's how a lot of us you know natalie just just joined us up on stage you know that's how the three of us came together right so you know i just exactly I feel like there's, I feel like, I feel like shit's really starting to click, you know, like it's just, it's kind of a new day. 
No, I feel that. I think that's what, I mean, we touched on a little bit yesterday in that talk that we had. It was, you know, it's really that, and I, and I got that vibe this morning from an email from another broker reached out about one of my listings, and it was like this vibe of, you know, it's a scarcity mindset. Like, like I'm going to hold on to all this stuff. It's mine. Don't ask me too many questions. I'll let you know when I have an offer or, you know, I'll tell you about the client and all this. And I just was like, ah, oh, God. <laughs> Like, what's just give me some idea. Let's talk. I'm not going to go, you know, put this in the newspaper. Like, what are we talking about here? And that, I think the abundance mindset of like, hey, there's enough for everybody. Hey, if it doesn't work out here, I'm sure you'll find place. Maybe we have something. Maybe you don't. You got to keep it moving. And I think that's, that's really got to be the mindset for sure. I feel like, you know, we're in a, in a lot of, and actually, you know, Doug, Doug Jerem's in the office this morning and, you know, he and I have been just talking about, you know, how, just how the, the, Overall, actually, Justin Corinnis and I yesterday, uh, when we were hanging out in the afternoon here in the office, we were talking about how, you know, our culture, like the Sabre culture to me is more of a movement. You know, it's not like you have to look a, cer- a certain way, act a certain way to be part of, you know, part of Sabre. I think I think it's really about kind of like it's it's like breaking the the mold a little bit of, you know, what's traditionally been acceptable or how you, you know, how you thought you had to act in the industry to be quote unquote successful. You know, I, I, that, that's kind of how I see it at least because he, he actually wanted to introduce me to somebody that's interested in learning more about Saber. He's like, you know, he's like, I'm not sure if they're a good fit or not. And I'm like, I'm like, let's talk about that because I don't know that, you know, a good fit to me is, is energy and vibe, you know, more so than like, Oh, is a sneakerhead, or, Oh, you know, you know, looks again, looks or acts a certain way. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, I'm, I'm, I I think one of the big mistakes that people make in general and that I've noticed, and again, I bring like an outsider's perspective because I'm relatively new to this business and, it just was everything was so cookie cutter like you had to look this way to be a certain way oh you must be a commercial real estate agent because of x or you must be you know a certain person because you dress like that and i think the individuality is is where the gold is man and and i was listening to a podcast this morning and they were talking about real estate in general and brokers and agents and all that stuff and like the use of technology and how you know it's our best friend but it's also coming to get you and your only way to kind of fight that off is with your personal brand. And I thought that was a really interesting point they made. Yeah, for sure. Eddie, welcome to the stage. Natalie, I want to give you an opportunity to jump in since you've been hanging out with us, but haven't said anything yet. What's up? So patient. You're so patient. Patient. I don't want to interrupt. You know, I like the vibe. I was just observing. (laughs) (laughs) It's not, you could not interrupt. Like you, you put a smile on our face. Like this is about collaboration and, and good energy, which is why, which is why I love seeing these pink rings around me. Oh yeah, actually. So I want to, uh, touch on the topic here, but the reason I wanted to come up is because I'm headed to a conference tomorrow. The first like actual conference since COVID. And the thought that I had was actually kind of interesting because I was like, oh crap, I haven't seen other commercial real estate folks in person in a long time. And I'm not sure I remember everyone's names to faces except for the few select folks who have been using social media. And so I had like a mini panic attack that people would know me and I wouldn't know other people. (laughs) Oh, by the way, like, first of all, that's such an interesting thought because, uh, because I, I, you know, we were out to dinner, a few of us last night for the first time in person uh, you know, Doug Jerem, Kyle Farley, uh, Kenny Breslin, Gina Baxter, uh, Justin Corinnis and I were out to dinner last night just catching up. You know, Doug's in town for uh, a couple client tours. And it was just it was so awesome to be together in physical form um, for a lot of us for the first time, believe it or not, in a year. And we work at so, you know, it, it, it was so interesting, Natalie. And now it was like it was we were all laughing at each other at the table because we were like, is it more weird that we're in person and not on Zoom 
or that were not avatars in EXP. <laughs> and honestly, that's that's a whole different level now, and that's a conversation for another time. But uh, but yeah, Natalie, it's but that that's as content creators in commercial real estate, like the four of us up here are very used to that. Like, forget the pandemic and obviously the fact that the first conference you're going to post-pandemic. Like, I'm so used to people coming up to me that I don't know that think they know me because I create content. Right, <laughs> exactly. So I have to put on a, put on that mode again of like being in person and being approached because it's just been so long. But uh, that was something that I really pushed for early in my career of why I started and just getting my name out there and having people recognize my name to my face. So I, I know that phenomenon well. I just am like, it's happening again <laughs> type of thing. So yeah. just wanted to bring that up. I think you should celebrate that. And I think the I think the fact that, you know, you're going to be one of the most recognizable people in the room is, is what this is all about. And I think that's, you know, when, when – when Eddie's walking around Arizona and, uh, you know, the paparazzi's following him, you know, yeah. like we, we strive to be more. It's like Absolutely. a straight up doing TikToks behind him. <laughs> Eddie, Boy, what's going on, brother? Good morning, everyone. Eddie. Are, are we getting in some trouble next week in, in Arizona or what? You better believe it. I get in trouble every day, and now I get to drag you guys into it. Oh, boy. You, you must. You get, like, I'm, yeah, I'm happy being a scapegoat. You can, you can use, I can be your scapegoat. Oh, I love it. want to hear the best thing, and this is like how, I mean, I guess when you're cramming so much, you know, like, I love, I love the term, you know, squeezing 10 pounds of shit into a five-pound bag. Yeah, I, I guess you could use any numbers that you want, but, uh, but I, you know, flying so fast over here and like the pandemic like just made things so blurry in twilight so that i'm gonna throw two thoughts out there one and i'm not even sure i really know the answer to this kyle and eddie have you guys ever met in person no never wow oh we're best friends <laughs> yeah right <laughs> I feel like that's crazy to me Oh, you know, something popped up on my Instagram the other day. I think I shared it on my story. Like, we were asked to be on some panel about TikTok, and it was a year ago. And it feels and like it yesterday. Feels like, yeah, exactly. It feels like it was last week. That's so, crazy. I'm so ex- – like, and I'm going to get to witness that. We we have to do, like, a – I mean, this has to be special. Like, really it's going special. To be. Yeah. And you know who else I haven't met in person, but he lives right down the street from me, practically? Oh. Jamal. Wow. Yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be beyond awesome. This is like monumental shit that's about that. That's crazy. It's gonna be a lot of a lot of a lot of film footage. No messing around. A lot of, a lot of combined yeah. filming. So, gentlemen and ladies, I was you were speaking earlier as to comfort levels and being yourself. I had the opportunity to hang out with Rob Velez and we went and grabbed breakfast the other day because he was in town. Great dude. And I am absolutely certain that he would be confident in me sharing this story. But Jay, he shared how with me how uncomfortable he was wearing a suit to work every day. And after having a conversation with you... He was of the mindset that, you know what, maybe I don't need to wear a suit today to work every day. Maybe I can be myself. Maybe I can wear whatever I want and not have to worry about the cookie cutter commercial real estate guy. So I thought that was really cool that he shared that with me and it fit the opening of this room. So I wanted to share it with you guys. Man, I mean, that that right there gives me goosebumps. Yeah, I mean, that's, I had actually had a guy say to me today, this morning on a phone call, he's like, yeah, you know, the reason why we want, I was asking, he had said he had seen a space, I said, oh, did so-and-so show it to you? He's like, no, I'm only going to see it with you. He's like, You're, you and your content is like my therapy. A lot of restaurant owners think that it's like, we can look at something and be like, oh my God, that does make sense. You're right, that me doing that was not crazy. 
and it's like you know content that's living it's something that i posted like six seven months ago that he's referring back to and i was like wow this stuff does live forever it does continue to market and sell for you while you're out doing everything else which is really cool it really is. I mean, the impact that we're all having, you know, and there's strength in numbers. So, like, you know, I feel like there's nothing that I could say that I would be nervous to get ganged up on with my homies surrounding me. You know what I mean? Not like not like I was nervous before you guys were surrounding me. But, yeah. but you know what I mean? It's like it's really uh, it, it's so nice to finally be. I think people for the first time are really um, you know, comfortable kind of, you know, being okay with the fact that they're not necessarily the norm, uh, or, you know, or, or wanting to fit in so much. I just, I, I, I know we all, that resonates with all of us. Eddie, what you just said is really cool because I saw Rob's post about him probably being the first person to accept his CC. Probably the first person to accept the CCIM easies, and the fact that I, I might have fired that and. Oh, we're losing you a little bit. Where's that? Hey, we're losing you. Yeah, we're losing you. We lost him. Is he there? Hey, Can you hear me? I heard you. Now. There. Now, I said, yeah, so I, I was just saying that, you know, the fact that Rob accepted his DCIM in Yeezys and actually made a post about it, and I might have had something to do with that, is like mind boggling to me. And then I Sierra on the same this past week. So great job, Sierra. Wow. Nice work. Was she wearing, what footwear did she have on? She was wearing. Uh, pro Keds, <laughs> but Retro, I love it. I love it. Wearing, yes, or, or I think it might have been Vans. I'm not sure which one. Sick, even better. Yeah, Eric, feel free to come up here and correct us. We're, yeah, I don't want to misrepresent. Absolutely. Uh, so, Natalie, what is your strategy at at, uh, at Retail Live on Thursday? Have you put any? Are you just you know, planning to go and cover as much territory as possible, or do you have a little bit of a strategy in place? Yeah, so I have a couple meetings, but most of it is uh, free roam and uh, open networking, as I like to call it, <laughs> just seeing who I run into and uh, making the best. So kind of a two-tiered uh, approach on this one. Yeah, so it's really cool because, you know, I, I, first off, I love Stacy, and I'm so happy that uh, that she has a tremendous turnout. I understand there's there's uh, a, a very very high uh, amount of people that are registered for this event, which is awesome. It's great for the industry. It's great for everybody. Uh, I'm curious, Eddie, are you planning to go to the ICSC in Vegas in December? Jay, I had you got me mid muffin. <laughs> I'm consuming right now. It's all good. Take your I time. Have, so, I truly have mixed emotions about it. I know, but the only cool part is that we'd be able to hang out because I think that's yeah. probably one of the coolest parts of ICSE anyways, getting to hang out with you. That's the only cool part about ICSE. Yeah. Is there another part? I didn't know that there was another part. <laughs> <laughs> well, Did I miss something? I mean, the reality is that we're going to do – some sort of digital army thing while everybody's in town. So that might incentivize people to go and kill two birds with one stone or just be in the town of Las Vegas during ICSE if they weren't planning to attend. Hmm. That sounds well, like an incentive. Well, I'll just say this. I'll see you guys up there. Uh, that, that, hey. so, so basically you're saying that there's – a chance that you'll make it to Vegas, but may not be at the convention center. You know, I'm, I might kick myself later in life for saying this, since this is recorded for quality purposes. Quality purposes. I just don't see the value in it. I, all right, now we're now we're getting somewhere. Thank you. Oh Eddie. shit! Now, now look what you did, Eddie. I know. No. 
this is this is what it's about. Like, yeah. this is the meaningful conversation about the evolution of the industry. Totally. You know, like, okay. like, like you could not be in our business without attending ICSE events. You know, ten years ago, like it, it just it's it's the absolute you know backbone of the industry. Uh, you know, and I I always would describe Vegas as you know recon as the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's exactly what my business partner said. And this was five years ago. If you're not at Recon and you're not showing face at Recon, you're not relevant in the business. Womp, womp, womp. Yeah, I mean, I, I always tell the story that, you know, I, I, when I told Beth Azor that I was not doing a booth for Sabre like two years ago, it might be three now because the pandemic year is a blur. Um, she was like blown away by that. And, and it wasn't, you know, I said to her, I said, listen, Beth, if I reallocate those funds to digital marketing, like I know that it's going to be a much better use of that money. And, you know, and, and look what happened. I mean, you know, I, I'm very convinced that Kyle and Natalie, you know, wouldn't be at Staber if I didn't reallocate those funds. And that's, that's a pretty bold statement. I, I mean, want to share. If you have the attention, if you have the attention and you're, and you're, you know, tenants want to work with you, landlords that potentially are interested in your clients that you, they're on the West Coast, you have to meet them there. What? Like, you could allocate probably a fraction of that money to a dinner at a restaurant or like a, you know, some sort of, I don't know, like meetup that is not three things that not, you know, um, dragged out to the extent. And it could be like a getaway or like it could be like some other thing. You could still get deals done without having to go to ICSE and still go to Vegas is my perspective. I want to share a short story. Gentleman approached me at the office the other day. Are you done with your muffin? I'm just curious. Done with my, no, part of it's in my hands, but okay. I'll enjoy that later. <laughs> <laughs> it's blueberry, in case you were wondering. I oh. was wondering something about me having to ask. Gentleman approached me in the by the water cooler in the office the other day and said, Eddie, do you still have your ICSC membership, I'd like to dive into it because I need to find a contact for so-and-so. And I ha I don't have it anymore, I let it go. I didn't renew it. And I thought to myself, you know what? The last time I needed the contact for a person, which it was a bank, you know what I did? I reached out to the email chain of the Digital Army and said, hey, does anybody know the director of real estate for this company. Gabriel Gonzalez hits me back. This is the guy for Florida, but he can get you to the right person. We've made our own ICSC. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, that was part of having the resource, right? You could, you could look up names and phone numbers. Now we just toss it out to the email chain and it comes back and we, and we figure it out. It's like, Yes, it, it's fun I, to go to those shows. It's funny because I didn't even really think about that until you just said it because I I used to use that directory quite a bit for to look for people, but I feel like that was also pre, pre-social media, like pre-LinkedIn even. Like, I mean, anybody that you need to find, you can find on LinkedIn. No. Yeah. Uh, it can be challenging, but I've done it. Well, my point is you're going to find somebody that knows the person that you're looking for or like works at the company that you could reach out to at a minimum. Correct. And actually, Carol's introduced me to some people via that email string as well. I was looking for the owner of a company, the owner of a building that the company was in Texas and she was able to get me squared away because she was doing a deal with them. Yeah, I mean, listen. I, there, there's no doubt that the that the community, the digital army community, is like very powerful. And and the you know, it, it's a the funny part is that like if somebody 
from the digital army reaches out to me and asks for a contact or assistance in anything, I feel like obligated to go find it too. I go out of my way where, yeah. where you know, wouldn't necessarily go out of my way, you know, with, from a random person per se. I think we all do that. Yeah, it could be a weekend. It could be a Saturday night, Sunday afternoon. It's like, oh, what do you need? Yeah, I have it right here. Boom. It's just, yeah. it's different. It's just a different energy. You don't have to go anywhere to get it. It's dope. I like it. By the way, I, I know he's not on here, but it is Gabe's birthday. So is it? Really? Mother. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you for telling us. Right. <laughs> you guys get on like creating some sort of like amazingly photoshopped image of us together with Gabe with like some <laughs> yes and Eddie so long as he does that little dance that he did in that one like reel that he did with uh, when he signed up for the digital army that little like shoulder shimmy like shake thing I thought that was amazing Natalie can you start something like can can you create Something that we could all copy that is like a good morning with the Kanye song and we could all do it and copy it and tag Gabe. Oh, that would be amazing. Okay, yeah, let me get on that. Let's do that. He deserves it. We're going viral. This is gonna be awesome. That's when I wish you could FaceTime somebody with multiple other people. Like let's get on a call and FaceTime Gabe with ten other people. I think you can now, Kyle. Oh, really? I don't know how many people you can do, but I, I accidentally hit the button the other day in a group text, and these little ovals popped up. You're right. You're right. You're right. I did that one time, too. What do you mean oh. these ovals popped up? Like, you're not allowed to do it? No. Like, you know how people, if you if you have them saved in your phone with their picture, their yeah. picture pops up when you call? Yep. Or if you don't have them saved in, like their initials will pop up. Yep. yep. So everybody's initials popped up on the screen. And I don't know how many people were on it, but nobody picked up. I'm a little bit disappointed. <laughs> kind of like when I FaceTimed Kyle yesterday, he didn't pick up. I'm not Terrible. hurt. <laughs> <laughs> you got to FaceTime me like before 6 p.m. You don't want to see it after. After 8 o'clock, my brain is like off. It's not, nothing good's going to come out of that mouth. Okay, I'll write that down. Are, are, you, are you watching the crypto market right now? Is it taking a dump? A dump, like a big dump. Time to buy, boy. Exactly. I. By the way, I'm I'm now like fascinated with NFTs. And oh man! I mean, I think that, and for anybody listening to this, I I think that. The smartest thing that all of us can do right now is learn as much about NFTs. I think, you know, I think the blockchain is just the future and going to change how really everything works and the IP of anything is going to be the way that things work are going to be shifted dramatically. Oh, man. Breaking up a little bit, but I, th- I think I know. Like, I had a little bit of an education on that stuff, and it really is breaking away of how you think, think about everything. Have stuff you, like gentlemen, the blockchain and, and all that kind of stuff. have you guys found a good resource for researching it? Yes, Douglas Jerem. <laughs> he is. <laughs> Very, very, very uh, educated and smart on the topic, and we should jump, we should jump into a clubhouse specifically about it. I think it's going to. I mean, let's put it this way: I, I was li- listening to a podcast when I was working out this morning, uh, and it was Gary Vaynerchuk talking with like one of the C-suite executives from Logitech and uh, one from Procter and Gamble. And the CEO of Logitech was talking about how, you know, you're going to basically sell your house like on the blockchain in the not so distant future. And I was thinking, I actually was asking Doug, I'm like, do you think that's going to eliminate a broker, uh, you know, on, on, on that type of a transaction? And he was like, I don't think the broker as much as the title company, 
And I love thinking about this type of stuff because, you know, the, the, the future is definitely here, uh, obviously, right? I mean, the digital disrupt, disruption is real, and I think that's what we're all at, – at, at the heart of what we do together, I think that's really the underlying theme of, of what we all believe. I'm excited for the future just to see how things play out and talking about us talking about this in 10 or 15 years. I think it's going to be unbelievable. I think that the, the you know, the pace that mm-hmm. accelerating on an annual basis now is unlike, like I think historical data and how people look at cycles of things pre-internet are almost irrelevant. Yeah, it doesn't apply. Right. Yeah. And I think that like so many people don't take that into consideration and just think that historically, you know, that everything kind of lines up and matches up on some level. I think the, you know, the the internet and blockchain throw everything completely off. Oh, I I mean, think about it. I have to like hold back my own self-beliefs and what I really think when like Juliana didn't do her homework and I'm like, you got to study this stuff. You have to know this stuff in my head. I'm like, no, you fucking don't. <laughs> you don't need to know this. There are calculators. There is Google. You can think this exists online. If anybody ever asks you what happened in the civil war, Google it. What a hypocrite. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Look yourself in the every day. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, you know what's interesting about that as well is, you know, I'm I'm torn as a parent with how how much I allow my my kids to use technology. Yeah, it's bad. I mean, it's it is like it is like an addiction. When you take it away, it's like an addiction. Yeah, but but it, you know, is it bad or is it good? You know, is it like if you take it away, if you really police it and don't allow them to get really good at it, whether it's like gaming, right? Whether it's gaming or, you know, just just YouTube with with restrictions around it. You know, like, I mean, those are the tools that are gonna enable them to be successful on some level, no? Oh yeah, but I mean, it's, it's like you were saying before. It's, you and I spoke about before. It's you know you gotta you gotta. It's that fine line. There's not really a perfect system to figure it out for them, but it is. You know, it is. Uh, it is a bit of a challenge because they're gonna need it, but at the same time, they are. They, they don't know what to do well without it. Yeah, it's a fine line, Eddie. When did you start focus on focusing on personal branding? I was one year, maybe a little bit more than a year into the business. So it's been about three to four years. And what what was like the shift in your mindset that made you more thoughtful about developing a personal brand? Or did you not even know that that's what you were doing? No, there was a distinct moment and I remember it very well. There's a gentleman that came in from Stuart Title. And he told me about Bucky Beeman, and he said that I needed to connect with Bucky Beeman on Snapchat because he was the only commercial guy in the United States that was using social media to push stuff out. What? And I went to my Bucky Beeman. No, what year? Oh shoot! It was that would have been about four years ago. Dude, Bucky was the only one. Now I'm upset. That's what it. That's what the title. So the the title guy, yeah, he was trying to teach us how to use like LinkedIn and stuff. And he said, as far as I was going to get eliminated by the blockchain. No, I'm kidding. Mm, That's the one. (laughs) You know him. Maybe maybe it was Snapped. He was the only guy on Snapchat at the time. That's accurate. And then Bucky actually introduced me to Chelsea Pites. Love Chelsea. And I remember going to my business partner and I said, Rami, I think this is a thing and I'm going to start doing it if you're okay with it. And he said, honestly, Eddie, this 
can be your thing if this is what you want to run with. He says, I, he said, I see the possibilities. He said, I don't necessarily want to get involved or be the face of it. My senior partner's the freaking man. I mean, he brings in more business for us. He's, he's the rainmaker in our office. So he said, I've got my business set up. If you want to bring business to us utilizing social media, this reminds me, and there's another broker in town named Adrian Bryant. I think you know her, Jay. Yeah. Rami and Adrian, back in the days when they were still using fax machines, went on oh. to this little thing called Craigslist and started putting their listings on it and completely crushed it in Phoenix just using Craigslist. And wow. he's like, social media for you is going to be my what Craigslist was for us. So he said, run with it, go with it. And that was the day that it started. Can we get Rami to to join us for happy hour next Wednesday? Yeah. Let me, yeah, let me see what he's up to. I would love to meet him. He is an amazing guy, and he is the biggest family man that you will ever meet. So after hours, he's got a really cool property, and his he's got five acres so he's literally got a dirt bike track. He's got basketball courts. He's got a full baseball uh, field. Yeah. So most of the time when work's off, he's back to, we call it the ranch. He's back to the ranch. And like baseball practice happens at ha his house. So it'll be yeah. tough to get him, but I day, will ask him. He, he could come through during the day. It doesn't have to be after hours. Deal. Oh, we can have it at his house, sounds like. Right. Yeah, we'll at the ranch. <laughs> Exactly. It, I, literally I, all all events happen at that house whether it's rushing up on my baseball skills <laughs> <laughs> is jennifer still here jennifer did a really cool video at rami's house of like i've got to find it and i'll, I'll post it it looks like she left I, all right well while, while we're we're you know, rounding out, uh, we have about 20 minutes left here, so we'll reset the room. Guys, welcome to Developing a Personal Brand in Retail Real Estate, where we have completely gone off the rails and just talked <laughs> gibberish, because sometimes that's what we like to do. And uh, by the way, as a result of doing that, you're getting to know us better. And I think there's no rules to this. So uh, I would like to kind of bring it back, and I would definitely love to talk to you folks and see if there's any questions that you have. I think it's very interesting based on what Eddie just said that he approached his senior partner, you know, four, four plus years ago to talk about the idea of getting more involved in social media, developing his personal brand. He got the support to do that. And everybody here, whether or not you've ever met Eddie, like Kyle, who will finally meet him next week, uh, whether you've met Eddie or not, I bet you feel like you know him more than you feel like you know most other people in the industry. And I think that's really the magic behind what we're all doing. And I think that, you know, it's the future. It's, it's, it's not only the future, I think the future's here. And I've been, you know, kind of saying that for a while now. And I honestly have the pandemic to thank for, for us, you know, getting to where we are today, which is probably, would have been another three to five years out, in my opinion, if the pandemic didn't happen. So I think, you know, there has been a lot of positive things that have resulted in the acceleration as a result of the pandemic. So I welcome anybody to raise your hand, jump up here and ask these two genius anything that you would like to ask on, uh, you know, leveraging these platforms and using technology and uh, and marketing, digital marketing to enhance your business or your personal development. This is where it gets and, interesting. There um, we go. I feel like uh, we're fishing. Now we're fishing. We, we got we one go. in the boat. We got Jeannie. We got a good one. <laughs> oh, my God. You called me a good one. Thank you. <laughs> What's up, Jeannie? How are you? Well, first off, we you know all of us have a lot of love for you, so it's, it's awesome to have you up here. What's up? It's very mutual. Thanks. Hey, I have a question. So um, this is a big one, and I know it goes around and around, but Jamal and I were kind of talking about email marketing. 
Did everybody just go groan, ooh, gross? No, not at all. I think the email is powerful. I think it's powerful, I, you know, but continue. No, well, so that, that's my theory, that it can be powerful, but you have to do it the right way. So you have to have a really strong target. You have to know exactly who you're talking to. You have to have a killer subject line, and you have to be short and succinct with your message. But does anybody have examples, or has anybody had great success doing that, or is that more old school? Because I think Eddie doesn't like it. <laughs> Eddie's very opinionated. You heard me groan, and I had it on mute. It was the blueberry muffin. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I'm just uh, not a fan of email. I feel like email can run your life if you let it. And I'm all, I don't know. I'm just of the mindset of I'll find properties every once in a while on email. But the majority of the stuff that I find is A, market knowledge, and B, utilizing the big, bad, nest. Nasty word, co-star. I, I, I agree with Eddie, and I typically say what Eddie just said. However, I will say that, you know, when you, like, I'm glued to a computer pretty frequently throughout the week, and I probably look at a lot more emails than I'd like to admit. So I think, Jeannie, what you said is very smart and accurate. And, you know, I also think that, you know, speaking for myself and for Sabre, that my newsletter that goes out on Fridays has been uh, a really great tool for us. And obviously that newsletter is around for a, a very long time now. And coincidentally, there's now like a, another bazillion newsletters that go out called This Week in Retail. <laughs> but uh but yeah, I think email, when used properly, could be very effective. Well, my other question, I think, then probably comes to curating lists. Like, I think the list makes it so important. So the great part about your newsletter is that if it gets forwarded to someone, they say they can sign up or they say they want a copy of it. But I think that list thing, I think that's where ICSC falls down so much, that the lists have to be maintained so incredibly. So if anybody has advice on that too, <laughs> help me. Yeah, I, I think you're spot on, right? Because it's like a cork in the ocean, right? So that, you know, if you're not, it, it, it comes down to targeted advertising like anything else. So if you're not highly targeting the audience, clearly it's going to be less effective. We all know that the click-through rates on emails are not what they were in 1997, right? So I think you have to understand the platforms and, and, you know, at the end of the day, we're all looking for underpriced attention, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's really the, the, the name of the game here. And email is a very noisy space where most people are not paying close attention to versus, you know, if you sh shoot somebody a DM uh, on you know Instagram, and it's a very thoughtful DM. You're going to get, I think, have a better chance of getting a response from a high-level person, or a business owner, or you know somebody that you're trying to get in touch with, uh, if it's done in a very specific way. That's not, uh, you know, uh, uh, something that looks like it was spammy. Um, I actually get offended at the amount of like spammy DMs I get, you know, and it's, and, and, and that's also why LinkedIn messaging for me, it's like, I get so many of them that I just can't even look at them. They give me a headache. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's awful. But I, you know, I will say this on the DMing, even if you're trying to get an email, I find Instagram to be very helpful because a lot of times the people who you're trying to get in touch with on Instagram, don't, I mean, depends on the business, everything's different, but I find even in restaurants, a lot of them are not owners. So it's like some social media person who's managing the account and they will often just give up the information. I would say 75 to 80% of the time, they're just like, oh, you're looking for Ted? Here's his email address. I yeah. agree. I agree with Kyle. I've had success with that. And what I've been doing with, with my email is I've really spent time and I kind of keep my email list on an Excel spreadsheet. I know it's antiquated. I also have a CRM, but I like to have a snapshot. And basically, if I'm working with a new tenant, I kind of know the brokers in different areas and 
who specializes in what, and I kind of do a targeted list of who I want to reach out to. And that's been pretty successful. Uh, instead of sending an email blast and annoying brokers and tenants and um, so, and it's, it's worked. I've, um, it's been productive. Takes time. That's great insight. No, it, yeah. And it's time. That's it's the key. very time consuming because all the emails are personalized or, you know, if it's a group of guys at CBRE, what I'll do is I'll do all the CBRE guys and I'll say, Hey, team CBRE LA, I'm looking for this. Um, which is much less like MailChimp. So yeah, right, perfect. Exactly. Thanks. Sorry, Jay. Fine. No, not at all. I just I wanted to welcome. She's been up here patient. Wanted to give her opportunity to jump in here because I know we went down this email uh, email thread. No pun intended, or pun intended, maybe. Lisa, welcome to the stage. How are you? Thank you kindly. I just want to give gratitude to all you guys who inspire me. A year ago, I was sitting on my couch and I took upon a COVID opportunity to do something I've always wanted to do is put my foot deeper into real estate. I've always been in the mix. And you, I, I just love you guys. I don't even know you. I reached out to Kyle in the world yesterday. He was, I saw his name and I says, hey, you. The restaurant guy, you know, and it was so <laughs> funny. It was hysterical. Uh, that's, yeah, that's right. That's going like, to stick. <laughs> I, I know you. I, I, I know. I, he probably thought I was a crazy lady, you know, like, hey, who the heck is this chick, you know, saying, hey, you, who's the restaurant guy? He turned around and it was so funny. I got to watch you guys on st stage, you know, yesterday. And I do feel like I know you and you inspire me to be put myself more out there you know as a girl in this business you know you get a lot of weird messages from people and you kind of like put your guard up and you know you don't know which direction to take certain things when you do get these messages but um I just wanted to give you guys gratitude to you know know that yes I'm following you guys not stalking you guys but taking from all the information and I love the fact that you guys are cash, you know, be yourself kind of people. And it gives me uh, an idea of, you know, how to go in what direction with it. Show me my true colors. You know, I came from the healthcare sector. So this is a totally new COVID opportunity. And I just wanted to give you guys some gratitude. Lisa, well, first and foremost, I, uh, I, I, we appreciate you and we appreciate the kind words. And I have to tell you, this is what's so great about this digital space. We, uh, and Kyle had to jump. He just got to a meeting. So I'll, I'll speak for him because, uh, he actually mentioned to me, he's like, he's like, dude, I was in the world. And like some, somebody came up to me and was like, are you the restaurant guy? I'm like, that's amazing. Uh, you know, but Lisa, we have to like, let people know, you know, what the world is. Cause I don't think they even understand. Cause obviously we're, uh, some of the few people in this room that are actually in the world. Uh, so, so to give context to what Lisa just said, so on the EXP platform, there is a, a, a company that EXP acquired called Verbella, which is a virtual world where Sabre has a virtual office, which is all avatars that are, you know, like for instance, right now, if, if I were to log into to the world, uh, Gina Baxter and, and uh, you know, Kyle and Sarah and Doug Jerram and, and you know, Kyle uh, Farley and a bunch of us and Morgan, I, I'm just looking at faces and Natalie and Sierra, we're all in our offices in our virtual office in the world. So what's crazy is when you walk into our office and you, you just have like these like impromptu interactions with your team that you wouldn't have, especially like obviously during a pandemic, but we're all based in different parts of the country. Morgan's in Texas, Natalie's in Florida, Sierra's in Ohio, uh, Justin's in, in Jersey, et cetera, et cetera. So the, the power of the communication tool that we've discovered in the quote unquote, the world is absolutely insane. But Lisa's referring to a panel that some of the Sabre folks and myself were on yesterday for the EXP Shareholders Summit. Uh, and it's just, it, it, it's such a crazy technology that I think is very important for the future. And Lisa, 
you know, the fact where, where did you guys, bump? where did you bump into Kyle? I'm curious. I actually found him through you looking at your social media stuff and I'm in contact with some restaurant people and it just kind of like spiraled into, you know, finding him and cause I have a need, you know, I need some restaurant space and I actually, you know, kudos to you for putting out some emails, you know, through Saber because I do look at them and I have places in my area that I'm scouting out and I'm like, oh, you know, this is, you know, stuff that I probably wouldn't have been aware of had I not received your email. So it's really cool that you know, we're taking advantage of COVID. I find it to be a COVID opportunity, not to bring any goodness out of COVID other than we're heavily relying on our technology to bring us ahead. I feel like it, it has sprung me leaps and bounds above people that have been in the industry five and 10 years. And as a rookie on fire, I'm taking advantage of that. I meet people from South Africa, from Spain, from Puerto Rico, you know, who I probably would have never, ever, uh, you know, met. So, you know, it's a really great opportunity and a great space and I'm loving it. And I'm like I said, I'm always appreciative of all the information you guys share because, you know, I'm one of those ones that does pay attention and, you know, can use it as leverage. It's a, it's a relationship business and it's a, it's a leveraging game. And, um, you know, thanks for putting out the content to make me, um, you know, more knowledgeable about things because I do pay attention. No, Thank you so much. Of course. No, thank you. And I think that, you know, I think that um, I, I haven't really talked much about uh, about the Sabre partnership with EXP Commercial. And I think it's a good opportunity to, to you know, give a little behind the scenes on why I thought it was a smart uh, opportunity for for my Sabre family, uh, as well as, you know, just the direction that the industry and, and the real estate business is going. I it's funny because uh, in the commercial real estate, you know, world, the commercial real estate industry as a whole kind of looks down on the residential real estate community in, in some way. And I don't know if it's ever talked about as clearly as I am right now, but it's the reality. I'm not afraid to talk about it because I'm in, I'm actually inspired by the residential real estate industry, which is why. Uh, I decided to to partner with EXP, which you know has has really done a great job on the residential side and is very early on on the commercial side. Uh, but you know what's what I always struggled with early in my career, and I think a lot of the people here and and the folks listening to this, whenever they stumble upon it, would agree that in our business you're on the commission hamster wheel, and you know the the fact that most most people do not have compensation, health insurance, you know, they're 1099 and you start to have to borrow money just to make ends meet, you know, in the form of a draw, which, you know, I did early on in the business and, and, you know, dug myself deeper into a hole and just, you know, regardless of the fact that early on in my career, I was representing crazy companies like Starbucks coffee and Chipotle and, and doing really well and working really hard. I still, you know, had a go like I, I was very fortunate to get a, a large check from CBRE in 2006 and that wiped out the debt that I had. But if I didn't have that opportunity and by the way, if I waited to take that opportunity, I probably would not have lasted in the real estate business because, the, as you know, in 08, you know, the downturn wiped out a lot of people. And if I didn't have the comfort of that check and the security, I called CBRE a port in a, in a storm for myself. If I didn't have that, and if I, I wasn't smart about the timing of everything, I would never, I definitely wouldn't have made it through the 08 downturn in real estate. So I'm trying to do my part now to really help uh, people of all ages and experience levels, uh, you know, establish wealth beyond that commission hamster wheel. And, and EXP has absolutely uh, change the game. And, you know, I, I want to offer that opportunity to people in the commercial real estate side. And for those of you who don't know what that means, it means earning stock in a six plus billion dollar company. Um, and, you know, you, you hit certain milestones and you, and you earn stock. If you, uh, if you gross over 500 K in a year, 
you get up to $20,000 worth of EXPI stock, which is crazy. I wish that, you know, for my the 20 years that I'm in this industry, it, you know, I'm, I'm pretty consistently hitting that threshold. So I would have a lot of stock uh, and I'd be worth a lot more money as a result of that had I joined EXP years ago. Grant- that, that, that really tells me what the type of person that you are, because you're doing this not only for yourself, but for the people that you work with, because, you know, a lot of people think only of themselves in this business. And I could tell the type of person you are, that you care about the people that work for you and you want the best for them. And, you know, healthcare is no joke. I'm a breast cancer survivor. And, you know, you know, having no insurance, you know, can kill you. You know, it's it's something that you want to really make as a priority. And, you know, I got to jump to a meeting in five minutes. I just want to give you total gratitude. I see what you're doing. I'm loving the brand. I'm going to step out of my comfort zone this weekend. I'm flying to Texas to meet my sponsors and, and, and network with people. And I'm going to do more social media because I, I feel like you're showing everybody out there that that's the way to go, you know, the way to go. Lisa, I appreciate you. I want to connect offline and, and uh, we're, we're, we're super local. So let's, let's connect, let's get together and let's continue this conversation. And I appreciate you actually understanding truly what's going on here. I, I do appreciate it very much. Safe travels. Thank you kindly. Have a wonderful day and enjoy your trip next week too. <laughs> Thank you, Lisa. I appreciate it. So, you know, it's funny because, and there's a, a good amount of, uh, you know, saber people in the, in this chat right now. And, you know, this is really purpose driven for me. And, you know, I, I didn't, to Lisa's point, you know, I didn't have what my mom passed away from cancer right after graduating college. And I speak about that a little bit, but I don't really talk about how much that wrecked my life in my early twenties and, you know, how, regardless of, how well I was doing in my commercial real estate career early on, you know, we all know that if you're focused on the leasing side, you could sign a lease today and not get paid for, you know, a solid, you know, six, 12, 18, 24 months. It's pretty customary, right? So, uh, you know, I struggled a lot in my early years, especially after losing my mom and, you know, beyond business, obviously, personally, you know, struggling with anxiety and panic attacks and and lots of different things that were challenges for me. Um, And, you know, and that's what, uh, again, kind of what this is for me. I, I went a very long period of time without health insurance. And it's, it's customary in our industry not to have health insurance. And, you know, I just, I, I feel like, I need to do my part to be able to offer, you know, people around me a better way. Uh, and, and I think that that's, that's what the future needs in our industry. Uh, and yeah, I'm happy that I had a chance to talk about that. Eddie, did you have a, a draw when you started in the business? How did you, how did you get off the ground? I got off the ground by working two jobs. I gotcha. worked from, you know, yeah, I did 7 a.m. until 3 p.m commercial real estate and 4 p.m. to 11 p.m. in the hotel industry. And I did that for uh, about eight months. And that's actually when my dad passed away. And I said, you know what? F it. It is not worth working my life away the way that I'm doing it. And I wanted to spend more time with family and friends. So I quit the hotel job and I went full force commercial, and that's actually when I started getting deals done. I love that. I know your story, and it resonates uh, for good reason. But you know, when anybody, if I'm on a podcast or I'm talking to anybody about, uh, you know, there's always uh, kind of at the tail end of a podcast. You know, if you could talk to the younger to version of yourself, or any advice that you would give to young people that are getting started. Uh, that, that's the advice I would give them. You know, I would tell young people in the industry that are just starting out not to take a draw. I think it's a big, big issue with our industry. It's very similar to student debt. It's very tough to, to, to claw your way out of. Uh, and I think that, you know, when you're, when you're getting 
into the business initially, you could definitely work another job, you know, grind your face off, uh, make some income, you know, so you're, you're learning the business because, you know, you have to learn the business, uh, in most places you have to learn for a few years before you really can understand what you're doing. Unless, uh, unless of course you come to a place like Sabre plug and jump right into existing business and accounts that we put you into, uh, because we don't want to see our, our team struggle, you know, the way that I did essentially. So, uh, Eddie, love you. Love your story. I can't wait to hang next week. We're exactly at the top of the hour. And I had a great time hanging. I did too. Thanks for letting me jump up and I will see you next week. Excellent. Yeah, guys, keep spreading the positive vibes. And uh, anybody who's in the greater Scottsdale area, feel free to come out and hang with us next uh next tuesday wednesday have a great day guys